Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Beer and Money. My name is Alex Collins, and I will be your host today. Ryan is uh, unfortunately indisposed, so uh, you'll have just me today. And today, we're going to go ahead and dig into a little bit about why we discuss retirement income planning with 20-somethings and 30-somethings. This is something that we get asked a bunch is, hey, retirement's still 20, 30 years away. Why are you talking to me about creating an income? Don't I just need to work on saving right now? And the answer is yes, we do need to work on saving. But at the same time, we need to focus on what is the ultimate plan and trying to create as much flexibility before we get there. We'll dig into a little bit of why today uh, in this episode of Beer and Money. But before we get into that, our beer of the day is Deviation Works. It's an American light lager. Uh, It's a collaboration between Fort George Brewing and Deviation Works. Uh, This is a light American lager. It's only 4.75 ABV um, and no IBUs that I can can, uh, find anywhere. Uh, it's, it's a limited release to the Pacific Northwest. Uh, so this will be, it's a little bit of a deviation from what we're uh, accustomed to drinking. So we'll go ahead and uh, give this a little bit of a whirl. It's I mean, definitely a light lager. Uh, this is certainly not my favorite style or structure of beer. Uh, I decided to go with this as a recommendation from from a friend up at LA Bay Pizza and Sub uh, up in Mill Creek. If you have not been to LA Bay Pizza and Sub up in Mill Creek, Washington, highly, highly recommend going and checking them out. Um, they, he thought that this would be a great change of pace. It is a great change of pace. Um, in terms of like how I would rate this beer, uh, overall so far, it's about a seven. We'll see if that changes uh, throughout the episode here as I, I have a little bit more. But uh, without further ado, we're going to go ahead and jump into why do we talk about retirement income planning or creating income in retirement with 20-year-olds and 30-year-olds? And a lot of people are probably thinking of some of the traditional things like, oh, well, the earlier that you get started, the easier it is to be able to retire. And that is 100% true. The earlier that you get started on saving, the easier it is to be able to accumulate enough to be able to retire. And that has nothing to do with retirement income creation in terms of the methods and the reasoning of how and why we use which different method to create income. So while it's important to understand that the earlier that we get started, the easier it's going to be to accomplish our goals. It's not the reason why we talk to folks in their 20s, 30s, and early 40s around income creation and how to go ahead and accomplish it. So the next thing that people sometimes think about is, oh, well, what about control? Yep, that, that's definitely a component of it. Other people will, will throw out education. And while control and education definitely play a factor in why we have these conversations, doesn't really get to the heart of the matter. The heart of the matter is making sure that we have flexibility. 
the reason why I say flexibility is because they're really like, while there's, I don't know, 30 or 40 different structures of how to go ahead and create income in retirement, it really typically boils down to about four or five main different methodologies. Either we are taking some sort of safe withdrawal rate or interest only approach where we are, uh, we're trying to limit the amount of dollars that we're pulling to make sure that the dollars that we're pulling will last plus inflation for the rest of our life. Again, there's half a dozen different flavors of this. It's the same concept. The next would be taking some sort of bucket type approach where we're putting different dollars into different buckets. And the idea being that by doing this, we're, we're not exposing ourselves to as much risk and that the money will wind up lasting because this, the stuff that the bucket that has the, the most amount of risk also has the longest time horizon. And so it's designed to try and match up time horizon with risk tolerance. And again, there's half a dozen different versions of this. Beyond that, we then get into some versions of amortizing or annuitizing money, where what we're doing is we're consuming the nest egg over time. And again, depending upon whether we're amortizing it or annuitizing it or whatever the methodology is that we're consuming that nest egg, there's some version of that. And again, there's the amortization and annuitization are two of those, but there's a couple other variants of, of how to go about actually consuming your nest egg. Beyond that, we can use some sort of pension program, whether it's a, a company run pension, whether it's a private pension, whether it's an annuity, whatever the, the guaranteed income stream is. And again, there's about four or five or six different versions of this. So those are the, the primary different methods. And I'm sure that you have something that is sticking out in your head saying, Alex, Alex, what about this? And if that's the case, absolutely go ahead and drop us a line and let us know what, like what you're thinking. And we'll certainly make sure that we address it. So if that's the case, then, like I said, drop us a line. We'll, we'll uh, uh, put the show notes at the bottom at the end uh, to go ahead and head over to uh, beerandmoney.net uh, to go ahead and send us a note that says, hey, Alex, you forgot about this. Please address this. Or, hey, I've got a question. Please respond to me about this, whatever it is. So with all of those different things in mind, when we go through and talk to 20-year-olds or 30-year-olds or 40-year-olds around retirement income planning, the thing that we stress the most is flexibility. When we talk about flexibility, essentially what we're saying is, hey, we don't know what or which of these methods are going to make the most sense for your situation because the future is unknowable. We have no idea what the tax situation is going to be. Well, we have some idea what the tax situation is going to be like, but we can pretty much guarantee that it's going to change from what our expectations are and what it currently is between now and whenever you retire. We also don't know what the market's going to do between now and then. 
We don't know what the products in the market are going to do. We don't know what your life is going to look like. And so without knowing those things, we want to try and create as much flexibility as possible. So the easiest way to do this is to make sure that we've got a diversified portfolio and we can pivot to whatever concept we want to. Now, some of these different concepts require us to have different money in different locations. And people might think, ah, well, I can just make that decision down the line. And while that's true, we can go ahead and make that decision down the line. We're now introducing another variable. The more variables we have, the more complex and the more convoluted our models become. And the harder it is to try and predict stuff. And so the, like, the other thing that we, we wind up with is, okay, if we decide that we're going to make a, a massive shift some point down the line, the best time to plan that out is before we get anywhere close to that shift. Because the closer that we are to the shift, the more that we expose ourselves to additional variables. Changes in the product mix, changes in the marketplace, changes that we don't have any control over. Like what happens if we go to make that change and another 2008 happens or another 2001 happens? Now we could wind up irreparably harming ourselves without having the ability to make that change. Or if we do wind up making that change, now we're doing so at an inopportune time. And so one of the goals of professional money management and financial planning is to try and take emotion out of the decision-making process. Because when we allow emotions to dictate our decisions, it's been proven time and again that our decisions are not anywhere near as sound and reliable and trustworthy as if we're able to reduce or eliminate emotion as a part of those decisions. So the real reason why we talk to 20, 30, and 40-year-olds around retirement income planning is because we want to create flexibility and we want to make sure that they understand that the location of their money matters greatly in terms of the amount of flexibility and choice that they're going to have in terms of which of those different distribution methods they wind up having access to, using, creating for themselves over time. This beer, by the way, is, is growing on me. Um, as far as lighter beers, um, this is actually one of my one of my favorite light beers so far. Um, I, I'm definitely more of a malty, heavier beer drinker, whether that's, um, you know, the lightest I typically go is some, would be something like a, an amber. Um, and this is quite a bit more light than that. Um, but uh, typically I'd wind up drinking like IPAs and, and things that are a bit heavier. But as far as light beers go, this is, this is a fairly solid light beer. I'll, uh, I'll stick with my original assessment of it being a, a six overall, but that's more based on the uh, the style than it is anything else. Um, 
So going back to our conversation, when, when we're talking about flexibility, it, it's about trying to make sure that we have systematic ways of creating dollars that can be used in different methods and we wind up being less dependent upon any one particular concept, any one particular style, any one particular component of financial planning. Again, this goes back to something that Ryan and I talk about probably more than you guys want to hear, and that is control the things that you can control. And we can't control what the market does. We can't control when the market goes up. We can't control when the market goes down. What we can control is A, how we react to it. B, we can control how we're invested. C, we can control how much we invest. And D, we can control the location or where we put our money. So those are the main reasons why we wind up talking to folks that are 10, 20, 30 years away from creating retirement income and helping them maybe map out or, or think about multiple different ways around how and why they would want to go ahead and create income and thinking about all of the different pros and cons of using each one of those methods. And, and here's maybe a little bit of a hint, just like your diet, it's not all one thing or all another thing. It's how much of each one of these concepts we want to pick and put into our plan. And that is going to be very personal and it's going to be dependent upon your circumstances and your situation. And so helping folks understand a, what are the different methodologies? B, why do they want to start earlier? And then C, how does any of this stuff even work and come together for an ultimate picture to, to create the ability for them to live a good life for the rest of their life is the important part of why we have these conversations. So that's, that's our takeaways from today is, is creating flexibility, thinking about retirement income planning well ahead of actually needing to create retirement income, which brings us to our question of the day. Our question today is how much flexibility do you have in creating income in retirement? And whether you have an answer to that or not, head on over to beerandmoney.net and send Ryan and I a response of, hey, this is what my plan is, or this is what I'm thinking, or boy, you guys raised a great question. Let me get some more details. We're happy to have these conversations, whether it's you guys suggesting a topic for us on the podcast or whether it's a one-on-one -on -one conversation, it's up to you, but head on over to beerandmoney.net. Let us know what you think. If you found value in today's episode, please share it, share it with a friend, share it with a colleague, share it with us. Let us know what you enjoy, what you don't enjoy. And as always, cheers. 
This podcast is for informational purposes only and is not to be construed as tax, legal, or investment advice. Although the information has been gathered from sources believed to be reliable, please note that individual situations can vary. Therefore, the information should be relied upon only when coordinated with individual professional advice. Guest speakers and their firms are not affiliated with or endorsed by Park Avenue Securities Guardian or Quantified Financial Partners and opinions stated are their own. Guardian, its subsidiaries, agents, and employees do not provide tax, legal, or accounting advice. Consult your tax, legal, or accounting professional regarding your individual situation. All investments and investment strategies contain risk and may lose value. This material is intended for general public use. By providing this content, Park Avenue Securities LLC is not undertaking to provide investment advice or a recommendation for any specific individual or situation or to otherwise act in a fiduciary capacity. Please contact a representative for guidance and information that is specific to your individual situation. Ryan and Alex are registered representatives and financial advisors of Park Avenue Securities, LLC. OSJ 200 Market Street, Suite 1850, Portland, Oregon 97201. Phone number 503-221-1226. Securities products and advisory services offered through Park Avenue Securities member FINRA, SIPC. Financial representatives of the Guardian Life Insurance Company of America, Guardian, New York, New York. Park Avenue Securities is a wholly owned subsidiary of Guardian. Quantified Financial Partners is not an affiliate or subsidiary of Park Avenue Securities or Guardian. Ryan Burklow, AR Insurance License Number 15319412. CA Insurance License Number 0K24924. Alexander Collins, AR Insurance License Number 7264699. CA Insurance License Number 0H24806. Pinpoint number 2022-138828. Expiration, May 2024.